When you push your body to these limits with these kinds of endurance sports, you can die. And that's what I was doing prior to that one race. I was putting myself into an unsafe zone. From Outside Magazine, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, an athlete approaches the limits of what she can withstand. After this. I'm Artemis Simon. I'm a professional dominatrix, but that's only one avenue of it. I work with clients on the mind, body, and spirit. The the actual title is a somatic practitioner. I also really am into running, traveling, and I like being a mom to my kids and my fur babies. I didn't speak, read, or write until I was nine years old. I could make sounds and stuff, but and, but the only people could, who could understand me were my caregivers, right? Or people that were with me all the time. I probably didn't know what was going on until right around like middle school. That's when it really got shined on me that I didn't talk. I wasn't able to write and I dealt with horrific dyslexia. So every day... After school, I would ride the bus home with one of my friends. We would always see their mom, because their mom would be out running. And I would I would just be inquisitive about it. I'm like, what's your mom doing? Like, why is she running? <laughs> like, I was so curious. When I went over to the friend's house to visit, it was like a sleepover. And I actually woke up in the morning when the mom went to go running, and I asked if I could go with. <laughs> so we all went running together. Come to find out the mom was training for a marathon and she could tell that I took a liking to it and actually asked if I wanted to do Jingle Bell Fun Run in Seattle. And my friend, of course, was like, you're not going to go to this race without me, (laughs) like with my mom. I started with, you know, the little local 5K fun runs. It was like a whole new world for me. About six months into the running, my speech impediment stopped. I wasn't slurring my words either anymore. Then I was able, like spelling gradually started coming in as well. So I was able to start reading and writing. I read Green Eggs and Ham (laughs) for the first time ever from cover to cover. And my parents were so excited. They actually made me Green Eggs and Ham. (laughs) I don't think it dawned on me until my 30s. I was like, I was doing a somatic practice and healed myself through the movement of my body, forced my brain to rewire. I did a lot of track cross country, which moved into ultra running. The first two years of me ultra running, I was really hard on myself. Like, how dare me not finish? Like, I need to finish. And I would even like, beat myself up all like the whole way to get to the finish line and it wouldn't there would actually not be a whole lot of like even congratulating myself at the end really not a lot of pleasure or excitement with even like finishing it I hate marathons (laughs) like the marathon distance is my least favorite distance (laughs) 
but for some reason I would sign up for them and then feel like this weird obligation that I had to finish. Missoula Marathon, at mile 21, I couldn't stop vomiting. And I don't know how many people at how many different aid stations said you should stop. I would like literally vomit in front of them and be like, I'm fine. My cousin and I both did that particular race. And she ended up lining up with me, I think, around like mile 23, where I was laying in the grass vomiting of somebody's house. And she's like, hey, I know you. (laughs) Maybe you should actually stop. I perked up and quit vomiting around mile 25. So that last mile I was able to get through, I was standing at the end. But even that, like, even when I crossed the line, I was like, that was so stupid. Why didn't I just stop at mile 21? Like, I'm so dehydrated now. I'm so depleted. I've caused more damage to my body than I would have if I just stopped and listened to it. In my ultra running, I definitely needed way more recovery than I was allowing myself. I did cause myself plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis so bad that I was crippled for like six months. During like the peak of ultra running for me, I developed a eating disorder where my food started becoming so regimented that it became dysfunctional. And then what happened is I wasn't receiving the nutrition that I needed to actually do the big miles that I was doing. I have been on courses where people have died in the race that I have been in. So that's really eye-opening too, right? I can traumatize my body to a place that it won't recover. And that's like, I'm, I'm playing in that zone right there with this, with this sport. I was supposed to do this particular race. It was the Tillamook 100K and it's all uphill. So I trained a lot uphill. My race got canceled due to the fires, like some forest fires that happened. So my coach said, let's not let that training go to waste. Why don't we do this other race? was a 50 miler so it was going to be shorter than the 100k so I was like okay I'll do it and this course is extremely hilly it's up and down up and down up and down I had only trained uphill so my quads were just burning on the downhills I think I probably made it to mile 30 and I, I went into the aid station and I was just ripped up and I looked at the guy and I had the biggest grin on my face. And I said, I can't believe how excited I am to DNF right now, which is, you know, do not finish, right? This is my first DNF ever, ever in my whole entire running career since nine. I have always finished my races up until this particular race. And When I got into the back of the truck to go back to the starting line, I was thrilled. I felt like I won the lottery. I was like, I made the best choice for myself and that's what it's all about. I'm not running for anybody else but me. And that wasn't my race. It wasn't my day to cross that finish line on foot. It was my day to cross that finish line in the truck. Really, my running started becoming for me and nobody else. I didn't need to prove anything to anybody at all. And I, and I feel like that's what a lot of it I was doing when I was crossing that finish line dying. It's like I was really doing it for a lot of other people and not because I wanted to. 
I started picking courses that I actually wanted to be on. And I started doing bigger challenges and I didn't care if I crossed the finish line. I think that is when I started really discovering my self-worth because I was able to know where my edge was. And I loved myself enough to stop. That lesson that I learned in that DNF really translated to so many different things. It was like I was ending relationships before it went too far. I was ending things that were going on in my career even. Like I just quit pushing myself past the, the limit of no return. I just would catch it before that and just say, no, this needs to end. I saw the red flag, it needs to end. My last race was actually 100 miles around to New York City, but I made it to mile 41 and was like, it's too hot. I wanna go home and eat ice cream. <laughs> so I went home and ate ice cream and I was happy with my decision. <laughs> so. Artemis Simon lives bi-coastally between Portland, Oregon and New York, New York. She is a somatic practitioner, professional dominatrix and ultra marathon runner. You can find her online at StarGaiaAwakening.com. This story was produced by Sarah Vitak. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to OutsideOnline.com slash Daily Rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening.